We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. His first power play goal in 18 games, and it's 3-0 Boston. Polino races off the left wing, out of the right wing corner, finds forward, it deflects home. It all starts in the defensive zone, the Bruins win a puck deep in their own zone, it's an indirect pass through center ice to allow Felino to stay onside and skate into it. Campus Lindholm to Felino spins to Frederick. Well, 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 a beatdown for the Bruins last night in Nashville. Arkan, what'd you call it? Called it a massacre. No, 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 no. That's not what you called it. Oh, I said a uh, molly whopped them. A molly molly whopping is what the Bruins put down on the Predators last night. I don't know. It was a couple of garbage goals that clanged in. Off a defenseman. The same? Weren't they both off Lausanne, the old Bruin? Yes. So a couple of garbage Embedded goals. Embedded Bruin. <laughs> exactly. 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 The, the, the Chinese spy balloon over there on Nashville <laughs> with goals clanging in off of them. Uh, but anyway, Bruins win again. And that's where we're starting here today on Jones and Mego with Arcan on a Friday here till 6 o'clock with all your phone calls. 617 779 7937. You want to talk bees? I encourage you do it early and often here. Uh, let's start with Jeremy Swayman. His night last night. And it piggybacks on Lena Zolmark, who was excellent two nights prior against Dallas. And we talked to Andrew Raycroft, as we do each and every Tuesday earlier in the week. We asked Andrew Raycroft about a list of goaltenders throughout the league and where Allmark ultimately stacked up. He was seventh, despite being the Vesna favorite. And I took that to say, well, people don't really believe in Allmark carrying the Bruins on a deep run. And then you take a step back and you go, well, maybe Allmark doesn't have to. Maybe he doesn't have to because they have real competition with Jeremy Swayman. What happened in the Stanley Cup playoffs last year? Allmark got hot late in the year, started, crapped himself, Swayman came in, made it a series. So could that be happening again? Do the Bruins have an actual Goalie controversy. 617-779-7937. Is it a controversy? Should it be a controversy? Is it a controversy if they're helping each other? And I don't mean that in the like, hey, we high five and do the big hug and bump our tummies well, together been, after the game. It's been my contention they I probably mean it, hate I each mean other. I mean it more in that they push each other to be better because of the constant competition for whoever's going to be number one into the playoffs. Well, you just answered it. That that to me is what the competition is, right? It's like, but it's and you not a controversy if it's working for the team. Well, but at some point you got to figure out who you're going with and who should you go with? The guy who's been great all season or the guy who's yes. been red hot of late? Because Swayman's been red hot since mid-December. You say yes, you should stick with the guy who's been better all year. Yeah, because to your point, uh, looking at the numbers for Olmark, 
like the, it, to me, it's not so different. Sorry to bring it to basketball, but the difference is the differences between Marcus Smart. They're basically the same. And and Derek White Fair. is like, yeah, numbers wise, if you look at the stats, like they are very similar right now. And there's something to be said for riding the hot hand. But when you look at and neither of these guys have super deep histories in the in the playoffs. So it's not like you can look at it and be like, so and so is a choke artist. But I think that you go with the bigger data size. And Olmark's super hot right now. But I think that in when you hear things like what Mike Mil, uh, Milbury said on the morning show, I go, ooh, that's a little that's a little jumping the gun there. Well let's, well, let's get to Milbury in one sec. But Arkan, is it a controversy? Should it be a controversy? And should we pay attention to Jeremy Swayman, who, by the way, just to, to close the loop here, and it is a little Derek White-ish, you know, Derek White has been red hot. Swayman's been the best goaltender in the NHL and the best goaltender on the team since mid-December. Since December 17th, first in goals against in the NHL, 181. First in save percentage, 937. If you like more advanced metrics, first in high danger save percentage, 899. Second in five-on-five save percentage, 949. Best goalie in the league since mid-December, best goalie on the team. Should the Bruins be thinking, hmm, maybe we look at Swayman in the playoffs? I would do that if it seemed like Allmark was starting to fall off, and I don't really see that. I think that even in that time span, I don't know the exact time span here with Allmark's numbers, but I'm just looking at his numbers since January, and it's still under two goals a game. I mean, he's still at like 191. In uh, December, it was 1.72. So if if I thought that he was starting to fall off a little bit, or if I thought that Allmark was really slowing down or getting burnt out, which is a real concern, by the way, oh, considering yeah. how much Allmark played to start the year. He's playing every game. Uh, Swayman was injured, and they didn't have much else. So Allmark played a ton so I'm not like I'm not saying that this is impossible or that he's not gonna run out of gas he still very much might but he's not doing it right now so right now for me no no controversy yet okay you guys can weigh in 617-779-7937 you know Allmark's been the better goalie all year Swayman's been the better goaltender lately Arkan makes a good point actually a good point about Allmark yes. he's already started 33 games and played in 34 his career high any guesses any guesses for Linus Allmark's career high 28. 41. Uh, 41. I was going to say high 30s. He's seven away from his games played career high. He's six away from his game started. So maybe, here's your answer. Some of it is managing him down the stretch. Maybe that is some of it. Swayman's going to play more. They're going to lean on Swayman more now because Allmark needs a rest. There's also the idea that maybe it's not a controversy at all. Maybe you could ship Jeremy Swayman out of town. I missed this earlier in the week, but I guess Wiggy's been talking about trading Swayman. And Greg Hill decided to ask this very question to Mike Milbury. Hey, it's Greg. As Mega was just suggesting, maybe the Bruins could trade Swayman for an impact player. And here's the the headliner. Milbury doesn't dismiss it. If you believe that Olmark is going to continue on this path and you, you want to make a huge splash, uh, then you have a chip that's not going to hurt you in your present run to a Stanley Cup in Swayman. If you want to get somebody that's going to make an immediate impact and maybe a guy that's going to make an impact for the future you're going to have to give up a, a solid asset and right now he's a very solid asset he's he, i'd hate to let him go but you, you if you really want to make a charge at this thing you have to put him in the the bag of assets that you're willing to discuss <laughs> bag of assets not bag of asses, which is the Bruins prospects. <laughs> Bruins prospects is a bag of asses. This is a bag of assets that you would have to give up. Well, fine. If Allmark's the guy, you think Allmark's the guy, Mego. Arkan, you think uh, uh, Allmark's the guy. Well, then don't you trade the backup goalie to help the team? 
you have to put them in the the bag of assets that you're willing to discuss. <laughs> that actually strange term to go. That with. was we were we were thinking about that when we were kicking around names for the show. That's what we were we were thinking about. We were like mm. bag of asses from two to six <laughs> on Weei. But but shouldn't they trade the backup goalie? So the to question go on is, a cup run? okay, you say to go on a cup run. What are you getting in return? I mean, I would I would think the idea would be getting somebody who can impact your roster. Maybe not well, a top-line player, yeah, but... you'd get a player back. A, but top, a top six forward, a top 4D. That would be my answer. That's what I'd I want in return. It goes back to, is this happening... Like, this isn't happening, um, you know, in a vacuum. The goalie performances aren't happening in a vacuum. I think that this is coming from... I don't want to use a cliche, like iron sharpens iron or something yeah, like that. Yeah, go with the cliche. The constant competition between them. I think is real. And so if you trade away Swayman, first of all, if something goes haywire with Allmark, then you're stuck with assuming that he starts the playoffs, then you're stuck with him. Then you don't have the advantage of being able to switch it up and go to somebody else. And I know that that's not such a simple decision, but you lose that advantage. And then even if you're trading it for somebody like a, like a really high-profile defenseman or something, I, I'm still not sure that that specific player... like. It, you're at, You're looking at a situation where both potentially Swayman and whatever player you bring in, they're both kind of luxury items, right? I mean, there's not a deep need on this team. You can say you need a defenseman. Well, there's not but yet. You go bring in a defenseman, and you look at it. And you go, okay. Well, we gave up one luxury for another luxury in my book. Yeah, one one of those luxuries though is going to play every night. You're hoping right. if Swayman's your backup, he's not playing in the postseason. That's the hope. So that's the idea. Would you sacrifice a player who's been the best goalie in the NHL since mid-December? Would you sacrifice him to help this team? The Bruins should. Would you? 617-779-7937. You know what I ultimately came to for a conclusion today, Arkan? I feel like this is a bit of an epiphany. I was like, you know what? I hope the Bruins go on a run with either one of these two goalies. I don't care which one. I don't care if it's Allmark. I don't care if it's Swayman. I don't care if they pull the e-bug out of the stands. They grab the popcorn vendor and pull oh, them out of the stands and they go on a run. You know what? You know what I ultimately hope for? I hope they win the cup with Allmark. I hope they win the cup with Jeremy Swayman. Pick one. And then you know who I don't have to hear from? The Tuka Rass people. I thought you were going to say the hockey hardos. <laughs> I don't have to hear from the Tuka Rass people. That'd be nice. It's the ultimate trump card to shut them the hell up. They won with a journeyman goaltender in Tim Thomas. They win with Buffalo's goalie in Linus Olmark. Or they win with what round pick was Swayman? Fifth round pick? Fourth round pick? A kid out of Maine. Yep. They win with him. And I know he's from Alaska, but he went to Maine, so work with me on this. It would shut up the Tuka Rass people. I don't have to hear from the Tuka Rass people. Fourth, Ryan? Fourth, Fourth round pick. Fourth round pick out of Maine. And you plug him in, and all of a sudden, whoopsies, you're winning Stanley Cups without Tuka Rask, and I never have to hear from those bums again. That would shut those people up. I'd never have to hear Tuka Rask's name, and I would be right. I already know I'm right, but I would be irrefutably proven right about all my complaining all these years about Tuka Rask. So you would trade Swayman, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I just want to make sure I'm not sure that you've spelled that me, out yet. You've me, asked us, and you haven't weighed well, in. Me, you've had Mike Milbury say. You let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. I'd trade either goalie. But I'd, I'd trade either goalie. You just want one goalie. I, you only need one. You don't need two in the playoffs. You only need one. If Allmark gets you more, trade Allmark. Because clearly it's a system thing. Probably like it was with Tuka. The goalie, the goalie's not that singularly important, apparently, with this Bruins team. Plug in Swayman, plug in Allmark, plug in the popcorn vendor. You're probably going to be fine. Even in the playoffs. 
I only need one. What do I need two for? And I guess you can throw last year in my face and say, well, Hallmark sucked. But guess what happened? They still lost. They had both goalies. They still lost. The fact you have to make a goalie change probably does not bode well for you. And I would rather get a top 4D if I can get it or a top six forward if I can get it for either one of the goalies. So my real answer is I'd trade either one. But hell yeah, I'd trade Swayman. Uh, but if they wanted to trade Allmark, Swayman's been better than Allmark for the last two months. It probably doesn't matter who your goalie is. I'd rather beef up the on-ice uh, talent, the guys who are out there for 20, 25 minutes a night, maybe 30 minutes a night in case of some of those defensemen. So since you brought up the controversy that may be brewing between two goalies, you don't think that there's anything to one of them pushing the other? Uh, no, I mean, I think there is something Having to that. Having look over your shoulder. In the regular season, and you're saying maybe that would carry over into the postseason too, like I can't have a bad game if I'm Linus Allmark. I can't have a bad game yeah, one. Yeah, it's going to be last year again. Because I might get yanked. Because Cassidy pulled me out early last year, and maybe Montgomery would do it's the same. It's working so far this year, if that exists. It is. It's working so far. But I, I've seen the Bruins have a great rotation. They've won Jennings trophies before, right, with, with I'm sure, Tim Thomas and Tuka Rask. Did they win it? Was Manny Fernandez like a with Tim Thomas one year? Was that like a combination that won a Jennings? I think it might have been. So I don't know. Did Manny Fernandez push Tim Thomas? Maybe. But I just I look at it and go, no, 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 no. Try to help the team now. If the Bruins want to win, go all in. And if you're all in and you win, bye-bye, Tuka Rass people. Never have to hear from you again. Nice knowing you, but I never have to hear from you again because Tuka couldn't win, and you win with Buffalo's goalie or the kid from Maine, just like you won with your journeyman goaltender, Tim Thomas, before. It proves how overrated Tuka was. You know what my favorite part of this take is? What? That you are acting like you absolutely never want to talk about Tuka Rask again, and you've just injected Tuka oh, no, no, no. Rask into no, 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 a no. conversation in which he is not in. No, 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 no. I want to live in a world where we all just agree on Tuka Rask. Okay. It's, mi- it's mind-boggling that we don't. You want harmony. Yes, I want to. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. I, I want a world where harmony exists. I don't like when you Megan me. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Thanks, Adelini. I, I oh. like... I like Careful when, what you wish for. when it's it's harmony and everybody's in agreement. And it's why I've been warning Bruins fans for a long time. Like, don't get your hopes up about this team. They're probably going to let you down. They always do. I'm looking out for you. I'm a people person. I want harmony. I'm looking out for you. <laughs> so I, I'm happy you finally see through my gruff exterior and you see right to, to who I am. Yes. Nobody wants to talk about Tuka Rask anymore. <laughs> don't bring him up. Yeah, please don't. 617-779-7937. You have to put him in the, the bag of assets that you're willing to discuss. Speaking of bag of asses, at least they moved on from that goalie. So, we'll get to your feedback here coming up. We are going to start to work in some thoughts on the Celtics as well. So, Bruins fans, this is your chance. Get in. Get there early. We, are, we do want to follow up, I should say, on Joe Mazzula getting the interim tag removed. Wick Grosbeck also spoke to Greg Hill earlier today. We'll get to some thoughts he had. He also had an update on the relationship with Jalen Brown, which got my antenna up a little bit right after trending. with. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Christian Arkin. We are back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Adam Jones, Megan Annalini, Christian Arkin. Here till 6 on a Friday. First hour of Jones and Mego with Arcand is brought to you by Arbella Insurance. Here for good. We're going to get to the Celtics coming up. We have a follow-up on, well, our thoughts from yesterday. Joe Mazzulla getting the interim tag removed. Wick Grosbeck was on this station this morning. Brad Stevens and Joe Mazzulla, for that matter, both talked about it yesterday. So we'll follow up on some thoughts there. Also, Wick said something very interesting about the team and their relationship with Jalen Brown that I want to get to. But we started off talking Bruins, and we'll get to your phone calls on it. 617-779-7937. Is there a goalie controversy? Should there be a goalie controversy? Jeremy Swayman's been the best goaltender in the NHL since mid-December. December 17th, he ranks first in goals against, first in save percentage, first and second in a number of other advanced metrics. Not like Olmark's been bad, but he's closing in on a career-high amount of appearances. 41 games, the most he's ever appeared in. So... Maybe they're balancing the two out, or maybe you want to see more Jeremy Swayman. If you don't want to see him, maybe you'd trade him. I'd trade either one. You only need one goaltender to go on a deep run. It's not like the Bruins need every point every night for the rest of the year. You only need one goaltender to go on a run. And whichever one they stick with, I'm rooting for to shut up the two harass people. So I'd say that pretty much summarizes where we started. Uh, 617-779-7937. Let's go out to the phones here. Uh, Bill is in Holyoke on the idea of trading Jeremy Swayman. Go ahead, Bill. You know, it's funny, when you guys were talking about this, uh, the the Bruins were on the other side of this 30-some-odd years ago when they acquired Andy Moog. Andy Moog had no place to play because Edmonton had Grant Fuhrer. So they dumped uh, Bill Ranford, who was like 19, 20 years old, mm-hmm. to make a playoff run with the more experienced Andy Moog, which so, part of obviously multiple championships with uh, the Oilers. So it goes without saying, that is funny, Brian, but how does that apply to today? Well, I, I think it's one of those deals where it, it, it's like, you know, they're now the Edmonton Oilers, and obviously they, the Oilers were quite comfortable with just Grant Fuhrer, who was aging. Okay, so when, when, the, when the Oilers traded Andy Moog, how many cups did they won? I, I don't know what year it was, but I don't probably know. a few. I'm guessing if Grant yeah. Fuhrer's aging, but I, I, I don't know. I was young in the 80s, sorry. I wasn't alive at this point. <laughs> you, you might have been. Like, no, no, no. They had already won all their cups, right? Like, this is when did Andy Moog come to the Bruins? The 90s? Somebody uh, filled me. 88. Okay, fine. So they had, already, they had won basically all their cups, right? Mm, uh, maybe. No, they won one in 1992. They won a couple okay. after they that. Had, but they had started yeah. winning, is the point. The Bruins haven't won anything. True. So try to win something. Try to win. The Oilers already won a bunch, and they're like, oh, good. Let's do it because you know what we need? We, we need to keep winning. The Bruins haven't won in a decade, and they have legitimately won once in my lifetime. I said the Celtics have basically won once in my lifetime, which I stand by. The Bruins, for real, have won once in my lifetime. 
won once in most people's lifetime. So look, I, I look at it and I go, you should be you should be bending over backwards to make these moves and try to win a cup. They won a cup the year before they traded Moog, and then the year they traded him, they won another one. So, and they had <laughs> one like two prior, out. and then another one after. Right, that. right. And they were in the midst yeah. of being a dynasty. Okay, so it was earlier in the dynasty than I thought, but they had won three, and then they won an additional two after that. Great. Yeah. So, like you know, this this it's not apples to apples. I don't really even understand where he was going. He didn't really answer my question: Should the Bruins do it or not? I would trade a goalie. You don't need both. Like the Bruins, especially, especially don't need both. How big is their lead right now? They are 13 points up on Toronto. They are seven points up on Carolina in the East, if you care about like an Eastern Conference final matchup. But they're way up on Toronto in the division, which is really, I think, for standings purposes, all that matters. I guess I don't understand why you want to trade Swayman when you say that you don't believe in Linus Allmark continuing to play the way that he's played. Ultimately, I don't know that either one's going to carry you. Like, I, I don't think either one is necessarily good enough to carry you. I hope they do. So I then, hope isn't do. it better to have both? No, so you can continue to play them off no, each other. But you're not. But I. But you're not going to play them both. I get what you're saying with the pressure of one guy looking over the other's shoulder, and I, maybe I just put less stock in that than you do. I, I think that's that's certainly a factor. Like to foster a hostile environment where people feel like they're going to get cut maybe. in a second. But so I feel like by the time you're in the postseason, that's out the window, but maybe I'm wrong about that. You make a good counterpoint. Allmark was benched in the playoffs last year. To me, break glass in case of emergency. Do I need the backup goalie? Do I need the backup quarterback? But you he's know? not like a typical backup goalie. That's the point. They're both good. I know, but They're the pro- both upper echelon. He's much better than your typical backup right. goalie. That's why you might have more trade value, but and you, that's why you might want to consider But what are you him. trading him for? I, what I would trade... If you can't get this, Who then you hold on Who are you trading him for? A top six forward or a top 4D. That's what I'm trading him for. And that's what he's worth. Like, I wouldn't just trade I mean, him just to do it. Like, you need to get that for him because he's that's a 24-year-old goaltender. Hockey hardos, you yeah. tell me. Is that is that like asking way too much for Jeremy Swayman? 617-779-7937. That's what I think he's worth. Top six forward. And I'm talking rental. Patrick Kane? Could you get Patrick Kane for Jeremy Swayman? You know, could you get some other top six? Tarasenko just moved. So do you have to throw in a pick with him? Probably. But this is the kind of move that might put you over the top. Well, who cares about the picks? Instead if you're going to be going in all this year. Who cares about the backup goalie? This I'm, what I'm intrigued you. by this bag of asses that Mike Milbury <laughs> keeps talking about. Tell me more. So, I'll move one of the goalies for that. So look, I saw uh, some news earlier in the week that Patrick Kane is down to deciding between the Rangers and the Leafs. So I, I don't know, like maybe he wouldn't come here, but that would be my idea. Top six forward, top 4D. And then I don't need the backup goalie because you, as good as he is, you can only play one of them in the postseason. 617-779. What if in addition to Swayman, we threw in a bag of asses <laughs> for Patrick Kane? This is a small I want asses coming back. You, no, no, no. Back, back more asses. If you throw in the whole bag, that's an overpay. Okay. Some of the oh, asses. So we'd be fleecing the other team as well. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to overpay. Six one seven seven seven. Too much ass. Seven ninety three seven. So we were kicking around our our different theories on the Celtics yesterday, and what the Celtics could be doing with the the timing of this announcement for Joe Missoula having the interim tag removed. Brad Stevens, I thought yesterday, and when the hell was this press conference? This was right in the middle of the show yesterday. When did this happen? This is like a sneak press conference right in the middle. I didn't even, I didn't I didn't know what happened. I didn't see quotes. I didn't see an email. We, weasel moved by the Celtics. Conference call. They knew this thing was coming. They could have done it at the end of the, uh, the the first half. And instead, they organized like a 1980s-style, old-fashioned Andy Moog conference call. <laughs> and they sneak it in under all of our radars, which annoys me. But Brad Stevens, anyway. Wait, wait. Can I just say the yes. best part of all of this is yesterday... During one commercial break, <laughs> I you thought, were I already you know were what you're going to say. I thought the exact same thing. Patting yourself on the back 
for how good we were at reacting to things in real time. I did, I did say that. I, I, Out loud, you were like, yeah, this is good. This I was is like, really good I was like, you know, I was like, you know what we're good at, Mego? We see, we see all these stories as they develop. Arkan sees them. Brian sees them. Don't Brian miss a sees trick. them. We, uh, we see everything. I, I miss literally, everything. I literally said this to her in a break yesterday, and it's the first thing I thought of when we missed this. <laughs> but I am anyway, a colander. Anyway. Jones wrong again. Here it's, and it, it's what's incredible about me being wrong. Listen up, Celtics bloggers. What's incredible <laughs> about me being wrong is like 24 hours later, it gets proven wrong. It doesn't, you don't have to wait. It's not like no. six months. It's not like a year, multiple years. It's, it's just. It's not a freezing cold take. It's just like, it's barely thawing. No, it's, no, no, yeah, right. It's not freezing cold. It's frozen and, you know, it's, it's, it's buried under uh, an avalanche. So anyway, here's, uh, here's Brad Stevens yesterday in the conference call we all missed. The idea of now going into the playoffs, we're going we're gonna to be in battle. Like, it's going to be really hard. The, the East is terrific, obviously. All right, we pause it? Is, yes. he, is he calling from a satellite phone? Uh, like, what is No, it's a conference call. <laughs> I know. It's That's what it is. So He's in international insane. waters. This, I'm yeah. telling you, the Celtics did this on purpose. They, they waited to announce it so that they could, uh, you know, sneak this in. He's, and like, gambling off the coast of Monaco? It doesn't sound great. It's, it's, again, it's on, I think it's on Andy Moog's, you know, Zach Morris phone is what it is. Let's, uh, let's hear the rest Battle. of it. Battle. Like, it's going to be really hard. The the East is terrific. Obviously, the West is loaded up. Like it's going to be really hard to win, and the hardest thing to do would be coaching, looking behind you, and looking over your shoulder. It's about looking forward. And if you're in a game seven, like know that everybody in the organization believes in you, and you know that uncertainty's erased. Like you're you've earned that, and um, and so I thought that was really important. Okay, so. I'm losing your transmission. It does. It does sound like Abe Simpson. So a couple of takeaways here. Number one, he's kind of discussing the same theory you are with the backup goalie looking over your shoulder. Number one. Uh, number two, then remove the interim tag, Brad, in April. You know, like then remove it before the playoffs. But why, why do you have to do it now? Let's see how the rest of the year goes. There's no urgency to do it now. Is it a huge deal? No, I guess not. But I don't like it. And I would have waited to do it. And if that's your logic, you can't be in a playoff series in a game seven looking over your shoulder and wondering if it's your job or not and having the players look at it. Fine. Then do it in March or April. You did not have to do it right now at the All-Star break. You didn't have to. How much do you think Brad felt? I understand that it's way more personal for other people in the organization. How burned do you think Brad felt by the whole Emeo Doka situation? Because I wonder how much of this... Because let me walk you through this. Walk. Because... Him being so bullish on Joe Missoula, who is one of his former coaches, somebody he's known for years, somebody he in that press conference said, I didn't I never wanted to go back to coaching. Joe is a much better candidate. It's been Joe. It's Joe. I have all my confidence in Joe. And now I, I we haven't gotten to the Wick sound yet with the morning show, but Wick really made it sound like behind the scenes, Brad from the jump was like, Joe is the guy. So. I kind of feel like this is at least somebody who Stevens feels like he can put all his trust in and be like, this guy's not going to flip the script on me after we go to the finals and throw a haymaker inside my face right before the season starts. And it's a good point, too. Like, does Brad want to be on his third coach in three years? Like, how's that look for him as an executive? Like, And it doesn't it seem like Brad Brad is somebody who since sorry, really quick, just to expand on this, you know, as well as I do. He's always around the facilities. He's somebody who has maintained, 
a level of involvement being in a front office role or the front office role. Uh And now it seems like maybe even has a heavier hand in day-to-day operations of the team than, you know, Danny Ainge did in terms of making personnel calls. Yeah. I mean, look, I, again, I say, what does it mean for him as an executive if he goes on three coaches in three years? If they're in the NBA Finals again or win a championship, it probably won't matter. But if they're winning a championship, probably, they're probably make not. him look better. They're if probably you're like, hey, coach doesn't matter. Brad Stevens, he puts together these rosters; they're incredible. No. I mean, they're they're getting to NBA Finals and in theory winning championships without him. He did used to be the coach, uh, and with Ar- all Danny Ainge's players, man. right? Arkham, what do you think of? Uh, Forsberg's theory that maybe the all-star break, Joe Missoula being the coach of the East, he's going to be facing tons of media, national media. He's going to have to answer questions not only about his interim status, potentially, or questions about Ime Udoka, and the Celtics wanted to nip it in the bud so he didn't have to face it in Salt Lake or wherever they are. I suppose that's possible. I don't know how much they would have asked him about it. Like, you know, I guess it is sort of an unusual thing. Here you are, you're coaching the All-Star game, but you're not even really the head coach of this team yet. I don't know if that's ever happened before. So maybe they would have got got questions about that. But really, I mean, they, again, could have taken care of this much, much sooner than the All-Star break. When did it was when was it announced that he was going to be coaching the All-Star team? Uh, that was like, like last week? Was it? I thought it was before that. Was- two weeks? I thought it was like a month ago. Yeah. No. At least. It was the beginning of February, wasn't it? So I guess that was like two weeks ago. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Uh, whenever it was. I don't know. It seemed like it seemed like they could have done it then, but you also you knew that he was going to be the coach because the Celtics had the best record. So so long as they had the best record, you knew this day was coming. Uh, you could have done it much, much earlier. 617-779-7937. Uh, John is in Fall River on our Bruins discussion. Go ahead, John. Hi, I just want to say that on the uh, goalie controversy, I think that... Uh, they should keep things just the way they are right now. You've got to keep them fresh because you never know when an injury is going to come up. So you need both these goalies in to make it through to the playoffs and through the Stanley Cup. Okay, so is it worth that? I, I, I think I already know your answer, Mego, but is it worth it just to make sure you don't lose a goaltender between now and the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs? You can only play one in the postseason, or at least you only want to play one. You don't want to be ping-ponging around in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Is it worth it just to get there? Because I kind of think they're getting there either way. I mean, they're. I think they're getting there either way. But what it is nice to have an insurance policy that is going to pay out really well, to put it that way, right? I mean, how to the point that Arkan made before? How often do you have a quote backup goalie who is the caliber of a starting goalie? It's a nice thing to have in your back pocket. Yeah, it's a very nice thing to have, and I also don't believe in Linus Allmark maybe as much as you do. Like, I, I like what he's done this year, and I think he's had an unbelievable year, but I still think he's 29. Like, I think he's playing way over his head, and that eventually this whole thing's gonna, you know, he might turn back into a pumpkin at some point just because of he's not this good, or he gets burnt out or something, and when that happens, I'd hate to see this whole season go down the tubes because you traded Jeremy Swayman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's, well then, that's sort of how I feel about then it. I, I said I'd trade either one. I think Swayman's a little more realistic but I I, th- I think he would get you more because he's younger. But I trade either one. Then get on the get on the trade. Allmar sell high on Allmark bandwagon. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Uh, quickly, Ryan, can I hear from Wick this morning uh, with Greg Hill? And I think the que- the question's Chris Curtis, and it's a great question. And he asks about the relationship with Jalen Brown. Quick question on the uh, current status of the Jalen Brown relationship with the organization regarding the. Uh, I don't believe you guys were in any way behind leaking information about a potential trade uh, with Durant, with the Nets, either this past summer or now. But uh, given his status and his need to be given the Supermax, if possible, at the end of next season, how do you massage that relationship and how are you guys doing these days? 
Oh no, that's not. Uh, first of all, we don't we don't talk about you know private stuff. Sorry on the air about contracts or anything like that. But, but. Um, Jalen, what happens in the league is that agents leak names and <laughs> agents of people not not even or, or other teams or yeah. I mean. I mean, Brad's probably on the phone with every team, definitely every week during the season, just saying, who do you like, who's playing well, who do you like in our roster, you know, just and he files it away in that, like, his mental database. Thoughts you know? on Peyton. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that's just that. They, they, they talk all the time about everything. That doesn't mean a trade is proposed. And uh, Jalen's not going anywhere. And he knew that before the trading deadline because I told him personally. Oh, he knew that. Before the trade deadline, because Wick told him personally. Here's my question, Wick, and to anybody out there, Celtics blogs. Yeah, Ezekiel, Mark Tape, so all the Celtics bloggers can yell at me. If Jalen's here for the long term, and Jalen's not going anywhere, and it's foolish to think Jalen could go anywhere, why does the owner have to assure him of anything? Oh, no. Why, why does the owner have to specifically go to Jalen and say, you're not going anywhere. Don't listen to all that out there. You're not going anywhere. Probably because Stephen A. Smith is going on ESPN and saying, but at the end of a whole the thing, the owner just has to do that? Jalen Brown. The owner has to come downstairs and go, you're not going, trust us, you're not going anywhere. That's suspect to me. That makes me think he probably has been in a lot of conversations over the years, and maybe he wasn't at this deadline, but he has been over the years, and you're like, Jalen, you've been in a lot of trades. This one's fake. Like, I just think that's interesting that Wick had to personally assure him if everything's so good and Jalen's here and he's not going anywhere, why do you have to assure him of anything? Here in Boston is making some calls. Keep your eye on that. Jalen Brown. Okay. Isn't, okay. Isn't that know. progress, though? I mean, look, if if there was, I'm the saying owner. if it was the case not, where. Not Brad. No, not I know. the coach. The owner. I think it's regression. Where last summer, why? Because it used to be Danny Ainge going down there and trying to make a, a plea to Kyrie Irving not to leave. Wow. You know, like you used to have the president of basketball operations doing these things. How is now that the regression? Doing now the owner's doing it. Like, I feel like that's a level up that you don't want to go to. The owner shouldn't be doing that. The owner shouldn't be involved. He shouldn't have to come down and, and talk to the players in that way. Neither should the president of basketball Look, operations, he, for that matter. He can that or, should probably just be in-house. He, but He can or he can't. I don't even care. I just yeah. I just think it's noteworthy that he did, that the but owner's they, assuring if, players they're not going anywhere. If you're talking about the progress of the Celtics, you're going from a scenario where one superstar, you're desperately clawing to keep him in the building with Kyrie, to now having to have the owner come down and assure another star don't worry, your name's being thrown out there, but we're not the ones throwing out there because he wants to be here. Isn't that progress? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. I see that as progress for the franchise that young stars want to be here. Yeah. They're not trying to blow their way out of town well, like half the other teams in the league. Well, we're going to find out on that, but let's let's see. Uh, and I, uh, real quick, though, like, oh, contract, contract talk is private. We're going to talk about this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. How do oh, you? No. What is, what is that? Oh no, that's not. Uh, first of all, we don't we don't talk about. No. You know, so, I mean, to Curtis is a great question by Curtis, by the way, on the morning show. But we, he he was asking about the relationship between the teams because oh, no. I mean between the team and the player because his name's in every he did trade mention, conversation. He did mention the super. Yeah, well, so maybe okay, that's what something looming to. on the horizon, yeah. which everyone is aware of. It's not a private thing. Like it's you, you can just Google it for yourself. It's out there. It's the rules of the I NBA. S- I just think it's interesting. Oh, so you had to assure Jalen he's not going anywhere, huh? I, I didn't know we were at that level where we had to assure players they weren't going anywhere. Interesting. Six you months think Jalen hasn't earned the assurance? 
I just don't I don't think you need the owner going in there unless something's really happening or something was close to happening in the past. What's happening is his name is out there every damn trade deadline. I know, but but every offseason. Brad should be able to go. And he doesn't have the contract Brad yet. Should be able to which go, is why tra- Chris Curtis asked about it. Brad should be able to go, we're not trading you. The owner has to do it. Oh no. Maybe he doesn't believe Brad anymore. Maybe no way, no, no. Maybe he says Brad says this, but my name's out there every trade deadline. Maybe Jalen Maybe Jalen's going around Brad Stevens. He's going, Wick, what the hell's that's going what, that's on? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe Jalen's saying, well, Brad says this every time, and then my name's out there every single good? time. The players are running up the back stairs to the owner. Is no. that good? Yeah. I think I'd everyone's paranoid when I'd they say, think they might get traded. I'd say and they of, don't want to. I'd say none of that's good. 617-779-7937. You can discuss. We'll get to all your feedback coming up. And it's Friday, which means it's gambling time, as my good friend uh, Frank Reynolds would say. Gambling in Bet Roulette with all your phone calls next. Jones and Mego return after this on WEEI. This is Jones and Mega on WEEI. WEEI. All right, I'm going to give you a choice. You can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. You don't f*** around in this place. You got it? Boom! Boom! That's it! Gambling! Adam Jones, Patrick Mahomes, in the Super Bowl, over under 289.5 passing yards. Easy. Over. He didn't even have 200 yards passing. Hammer the over on Patrick Mahomes. He's going to light up Philadelphia. 300. 200 yards passing. 350. 200 yards passing. Two, what is it? Oh. He didn't even have 200 yards passing. 289.5. Easy over. In your sleep. Oh, this is exciting. That would be the coin toss. Oh! Heads nice. or tails, Mega? I'm going to go with tails. Tails never fail. Tails never fail. Tails never fail! Tails never, tails never fail! Frank, we're taking tails! Is that the reason why? No, I don't know. You remember the Sega Genesis game, Sonic? You remember that? Yeah, sure do. Sonic the Hedgehog. And he has the little friend, Tails. Right, Tails, Tails the Fox. kind of reminds me of my dog, so I'm going with Tails. It is Tails. That was awesome. All right, I got a six. Yes! Oh, I'm so glad I got this. I'm so glad I got this one. <laughs> Question six. It's about the halftime show. Will Rihanna expose... A butt cheek on stage. Will Rihanna expose one or more butt cheeks on stage? That's how the bet is written? That's how the bet is written. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and say that a butt cheek will be exposed on stage. I think that she's going to do outfit changes. If one of the outfits doesn't expose a butt cheek, I will be astonished. So, is it one or two? Um, I'm going to go with both because, like, why would you only have one yeah, butt why, cheek? Yeah, why you just got one butt cheek? Yeah. If I, there's nude colored We're going to have to go to the Russian judges the flesh, on this. If you see the flesh of the cheek, that counts? Yeah. Okay, well, what if she's wearing jeans and there's a rip in the jeans? Is that exposed butt cheek? I don't, think, I don't think that counts. I, I Can I see is. the butt cheek? I would, I would have, then what it's if, exposed butt cheek. Thank you, Ryan. Why are Can we I, overthinking this? I guess exactly. I suppose we are. <laughs> wow, that was a wild ride last week. Wow. Well, lost in the middle of it there. It was like an insult sandwich. You ever heard of the compliment sandwich? Yes. It was like an insult sandwich there. Uh, uh, it was me and Arkan with our wrong predictions, and then Mego right there in the middle uh, with a once a, again a sneaky correct prediction. We weren't both wrong either. We were both spectacularly wrong. I mean, under 200 yards, yeah, and, you, and Rihanna didn't even change her clothes. In your defense... Uh, I was supposed to know she's pregnant. We didn't know Rihanna <laughs> was with child. Yeah. And in my defense, I didn't know the Chiefs were never going to have the ball. I had no idea they were never going to have the ball, but whatever. Wrong predictions are, uh, I mean, look, if you've been listening at all for the last few weeks, you know my stance on wrong predictions. They're kind of my thing. Mego, you've, you've been right both weeks. I know. 
I've been that, wrong. I feel like we should talk about this more when we get to end game and we talk how about good how you much are at I lose that okay. I have the winning record in it's bet a good, roulette. It's a good, it's a fair counter to uh, what we've been discussing. So Makes who's, sense. Who's going to roll first here in bet roulette? We do it every Friday. We get out the uh, the big die. We got the die. We have some predetermined questions. Roll the die. You're assigned the corresponding number. First. You got to make go a bet. First. I think Mega, it's her honor. She Mega, uh, she won last week. You know so there you go. It's a good it's a good call. Your honor, your honor. You won the whole. Here you go, Mega. So it's uh yeah, it's like a skins game. That's Is that right. how a skins game works? It's been a while since I've been out there on the golf Something course. Something like that, yeah. Right, Mego rolling down that that looks like a six under the <laughs> under the table there. Okay. Six. This is the one non-sports question of the week that we have here. Okay, give it to the woman. Question number six. I can't control what you rolled. Uh, number yeah, maybe, six. Maybe put a little more, uh, you know, elbow grease into the roll there. Maybe you wouldn't roll a six. That was such a, such a gentle roll. It really was. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. What the hell is this? Quantumania. I'm not super familiar with this, but it's, it's the big movie that's opening Mego this weekend. Mego is such a big Marvel fan. <laughs> oh, the, you're gonna go, what is this the... going to go so well. Ant-Man starring Paul Rudd. You know Paul Rudd? Oh, Paul Rudd is better than this. Well, apparently he's not because he's a, it's like the second or third movie in the series now. And uh, it debuts Over, today. Over, 300 million? 300 million opening worldwide weekend? for the opening okay, weekend. Worldwide. That's this weekend. Worldwide, um, 300 million. Is the million. Wasp a huge property in um, China? Is the Wasp? Yeah, because you're saying it's worldwide. It's so Ant-Man it's and the Wasp. Yeah, I know. Who's the Wasp? The Wasp is Ant-Man's, I don't know, friend? Okay, <laughs> I have no idea. you don't even know, I'm going to go with the under. Okay. Because if you can't oh. tell me who the Wasp is. I'm not a big movie guy. That's a I'm not a big Marvel movie guy, under so that's a not. Movie. That's I'm a taking the under. Okay, taking the under. Under $300 million for Ant-Man and the Wasp. You tell me who the Wasp is? Because you know who Ant-Man is. You tell me who the Wasp is or what Quantum... Who plays the Wasp or what Quantum the Wasp means. Mania means? Uh, the Wasp is played by Evangeline Lilly. So it's so a So the woman. Wasp is a broad, yeah. The Wasp is a broad. <laughs> wasp is a broad. We'll be a she's overseas. Not, yeah. Yeah, right, she's also course. a woman. She just happens to be overseas. <laughs> All right, I'm go. taking the under. Go ahead. All right, under $300 million. Let's go, Jones. What do you got? Another six. Here, go again. What? There's another six. Can't have that. And that's a five. All right. Jones rolls a five. That means he's getting a college basketball question. The Uh, Kansas Jayhawks and the Baylor Bears are uh, facing off tomorrow for a chance to be at the top of the Big 12. I believe uh, Baylor's there right now, or Kansas is there right now. Baylor's looking to knock them off. Um, This game is uh, tomorrow. Who do you like in it, Jones? It's a pick Look, it's at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Yes. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk, simple. Nick Collison, Paul Pierce, Rafe LaFrance, the Morris twins, Jacques Vaughn, Jacques Vaughn, Rafe LaFrance. They're going to wipe the floor with ba- Baylor. Doesn't have a shot against the Kansas J. It's a pick 'em, stealing money. That's stealing money. If you if you make one bet this weekend, it's Kansas in a pick 'em at home at Fog. Lock that up. All right, and finally, it's time for my roll. Here we go. That's like a how, two. I don't like how either of you guys roll. I That's a two. What's wrong with my roll? You just like turn around and chuck it. What am I supposed to do? Mego's got this dainty little roll. I'm a lady. <laughs> I know. Turn around true. and it chuck it. That's it is a very, it's very lady-like like like roll. Chuck know, and just, duck. All right, number two. That's the three-point shootout. And for the three-point shootout, Ooh. it is Buddy Heald or Dame Lillard versus the field. Now, if I could pull this up here, um, I can tell you that the other contestants in this are Tyler Hero, Tatum, Jason Tatum, Tyrese Halliburton, Julius Randle, 
and I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting somebody, but I don't have the thing up. I'm just going doing this off of memory. So it's going to be uh, Heald and Dame are the favorites in pretty much every single sports book I've read. Uh, it's either one or the other, Heald or Dame. Um, but you know who I think is going to win this thing? I think Dame. Tyrese Halliburton is going to win the three-point shootout. And wow. he's got the second-worst odds. So you're calling your shot. This only is, behind. I'm doing this. this I'm doing a Megan Adelini call my shot. I think Halliburton wins the thing. And I think that's a good bet, too, because he's got long odds. Long, long odds. I think he's got the longest odds. I think you going to say arms. Behind only uh, Julius <laughs> Randle. to an NBA player. So there you go. Tyrese Halliburton. Lock it up. I'm taking the field in the three-point shootout. You want to hear what the other bets were just for fun or no? Yes. All right. We also had uh, the Islanders plus one and a half at the Bruins tomorrow. Um, um, Mac McClung versus the field in the dunk contest, and Team Giannis plus three versus Team LeBron. Is Mac McClung, the kid from Georgetown, he is the kid from Georgetown oh. who's now in the uh, G League. Does yeah. anybody know who this guy is? Because he was like an Instagram he dunker. Was, yeah, he, correct. He was like I saw his YouTube video. He was like Zion, but he stinks. It's like well, keep your eye on Mac McClung. I'm like why? The little white I? Zion. He was like was, yeah. a little white, terrible at basketball. <laughs> Zion is so, what he was. Yes. Who would like dunk between? What his does legs. he have in common with Zion? No, he, he was like an Instagram. All his dunks were all over like social media. Yeah, okay. he was known on social media for his dunking. And he went to Georgetown and he played for the Lakers. Like, I mean, it's not like Who he's terrible. He's in the NBA, so or he's in the G League now, but uh, he did he did make it that far. So there you go. Our bets are locked in. Mego is going with under $300 million for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Jones is all over Kansas against Baylor, and I am taking the field against Buddy Heald and Dame Lillard in the three-point shootout over the weekend. There you go. Another thrilling edition of Bet Roulette. Kirk Heinrich is going to light it up for Kansas <laughs> this weekend. 617-779-7937. Get out of here, Arkan. Uh, we got some football talk coming up, plus all your Bruins and Celtics thoughts. We covered a lot of ground with both the B's and C's. Hang out there. We'll get to you with some of our Patriots items, including, oh, yeah, how much ground do they have to make up to catch up with the rest of the conference and more specifically the division? We'll get to that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.